we just wanted to get away and focus on the next batch of podcast episodes. What we didn't know is that we were going to have to fight for our lives. Sharktoberfest presents February. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to do... I like that we're getting away it's to nice record this next one. To get out of the basement. It is, yeah. You know, it's, there's... Especially with, you know, the pandemic, all that stuff. It's like, it's hard to get a change of scenery. And right. this was the way to do it. To yeah, because really Alaska is so remote. It's so remote. It's so remote. It's going to be just us. Just us making the show, man. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. And we got a cool pilot with us, too. Dude, Hoagie's the best. Hoagie is the best. Thanks, mates. I think, I think you two are fantastic as well. Do I ever tell you about the time I took a plane load of nuns to Costa Rica and left them there to die? Whoa, Hoagie, that's that's kind of dark. No, why would you tell us that? We met like a couple hours ago. I don't know why you would tell us that story. You're a very open, open man. I don't believe in having secrets with my best friends. Best friend? Really? I think best- we're, we're rushing this a this little bit. This is really rushed. This is really really rushed speaking of russians did i ever tell you about the time oh god we just hit some birds it's it's confusing he's english does he mean women or actual birds (laughs) what's happening brace yourself lads we're gonna crash oh shit Ah! Dustin, are you are you okay? Are you hurt? Are you okay? I think I'm all right, man. How, how are you doing? I'm I'm okay. I don't I I seem to be okay. Nothing. I'm not impaled anywhere. But where, the, where's where's Hoagie? Where's Hoagie? Hoagie, Hoagie, where are you? I'm up here, impaled on this branch. Oh no. Um, should we try to get you down? No, I'm fine. I've lived a full enough life. Save yourselves. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Fine. Right. All right. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so he's dead. That's fine. Um, what do, oh, let's take stock. What do we have? What supplies do we have? Well, I, I have my laptop. You have your laptop? Okay, so that's good. What's uh, what's on that? I got some. I got some bear research. Okay, that's good. That's good. We're we're going to go film or we're going to record our new segment, February. 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 I know we could also go with February, but I like February because it's worse. So, okay, I'm in. Okay. What else we got? Um, well, let's see. Well, podcast equipment that's been running the whole time. I'm glad that made it. That was. I'm glad too. Very impressive. And I'm glad in the plane crash we didn't let go of our mics. That was that's good grip we both had on our microphones. That just shows how dedicated we are to the podcast. Absolutely. That's right. Because the thing we were going to record the whole plane right there just to get the juices flowing, and then we we're going to start doing the show. Um, and then uh, let me see. Let me just look around, dig through some. Oh. The case of beer. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I think we're gonna be okay. I think we're gonna be okay too. I mean, I don't know if we. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I have a lot of like, survival techniques or anything like that. Um, I guess first things first. Maybe it's getting dark. Should we just build a fire and just sit down? Sit. Sit down. See. Let's get relaxed. Get relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Crack open some of these. Maybe we should probably crack open a few beers. Okay. That's that's how we relax. That's how we're gonna survive. I. Think. I think so too. Well, yeah. You don't. Stress is what kills you. That's 
exactly what kills you. That's what kills you. Where have I heard that before? Well, there's there's another version of that. There's uh, the shame is what kills you. That's that's it. That's from the Edge. We just we both watched the Edge. We did because was the first movie we were going to watch when we got to the or what we were going to talk about when we got to the cabin. We've already watched it. Well, should we get the fire going and then maybe talk about the Edge? I think that sounds like a great idea. Done. Perfect. Fire going, ready to crack open a couple of beers. This is this is exciting. Um, I guess to anybody who hears this, hopefully we survive, and we get to put the podcast out. No shame, my friend. No shame here. We're gonna make it. You're right. We're gonna make it. I checked. Hoagie's dead. He's dead. <laughs> do, you, do you like throw a rock at him or something up there, and he just nothing. Does nothing happen? Okay, that's too bad. That's too bad that Hoagie died because he was such a likable character. He got dark for a second there, but but I, I liked him when we knew him. When we talked about him in October. He felt clingy to me. Yeah, no, he came on real strong. Yeah. He came on very strong with us. Um, I don't want to say I'm happy he's dead, but I'm not mad that he's gone. It, that's kind of like a hate to watch you go, love to watch you leave situation. <laughs> but in the mortal coil. There sense. we go. Uh, well, for posterity. If anyone gets to hear this, uh, we were on our way to a cabin to record the next installment from Sharktoberfest, but we were getting away from sharks, we're getting out of the water completely, and we're going to talk about bear movies, which, I mean, pretty ironic now that we're lost in the Alaskan wilderness. Who would have thought? Who would have fucking thought? This is this is insane. This is pretty insane. But uh, we're calling this month February. February. Oh, what a, it doesn't even roll off the tongue well at all. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I had to practice. Yes, but I I like it. I love it. Cause I know February. See, but February is almost even harder for me to say. Cause we didn't practice. That's fair. I've been saying February since October. Yeah. Since we had this idea. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Logan Dielson, and joining me as always is my co-host and resident survivalist. Oh, yeah. Dustin Pixley. Hi, Dustin. Hello, Logan. I mean... We're back. How are you? I'm a little scared. A little scared. Kind of hungry. Pre-plane crash, how were you? Oh, dude, I was so good. Doing pretty good? Yeah. Good, yeah. I know it's been... A, we haven't recorded anything since since Fishmas. Yeah. It's like, we, it's like been a month. I know. That's... It's only been a month. It felt longer. It really did. Because I missed you. Aw. Well, now you have to rely on me. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that, that changed real quick, huh? Yeah. Now you wish someone else was here. you look hungrier than I do. I'm so hungry. Was that a fat joke? <laughs> no, you just had that look in your eye. Yeah, no, you. I am imagining you as, as a hot dog right I now. I saw that. Like in a cartoon, you just morphed into one. God, I bet it looked fucking delicious, too. You, you make a good hot dog, my friend. Uh, I'll tell you that. It's not the first time I've heard that. Really? I do weird things. You do weird things, and that's made people see you as a hot dog in cartoon form? Yeah. Okay. I'm not... I wouldn't go any further. I'm not going to press anymore. Thank you. Okay. Well, you know, this uh, this month we were going to do kind of like we did with Sharktoberfest, where we are going to... I mean, we are going to drink beers and talk about bear movies. Beers and bears. Beers and bears, that's nice. That is nice, right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I guess we can talk about the beers we were going to touch on first, because... Um, 
we had the idea of like, oh, what would go well with a bear themed month? Do like honey beers, honey vice. That was the start. That was the start. But then this, I just happened to be at the store to see this. This fell into our fucking lap. Because again, we had the idea for February. (laughs) Way back in October. Back in October. We thought of this mid Sharktoberfest of like, what's other stuff we could do down the road? And we came up with February and it made us laugh a lot. A lot. It's so funny and everyone loves it right now. But this just happened to come out now. It is the Line and Kugels Brewology Pack. And what that means is it's a 12 pack that's a sampler pack. It's got four different types of beer in it. Kind of so standard right there. But Normal sampler, makes, right. But what makes it a brewology pack is they want you to literally mix the beers to come up with new creations. And they have different creations. And looking on the side, the different concoctions that they've made fucking three out of the five are bears there's honey bear wisconsin polar bear berry black bear and then two other ones the other one's a honey one too flying bumblebee and then the other one's a cabin there's dark and snowy that's well hopefully a refuge that we're stuck in the wild yeah a cabin we should try to find at some point i'm kind of convinced someone from land of kugels listens to sharktoberfest are they testing us they know is this a journey? Because then maybe... We'll see what their next sampler is. If it lines in with our theme. That's going to be scary. That's going to be really scary. Because it's going to... This is like... This is Lightning Kugel's Inferno right here. This is... <laughs> <laughs> so, the, in the Lightning Kugel's Brewology Pack... Do we need to cover anything about Lightning Kugel's? We covered them we back covered in, them before. Back in Sharktoberfest. Uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Yep. They've but, been around They've been around for, for quite a while. Uh, it says here on the pack, six generations of family brewing tradition. So six generations. They've been around for a minute. But this is the the Brewology pack, which features their Honey Vice. Is it Vice or Weiss? Do people Weiss. Just, do people call it Weiss over here? Yeah. Because German, you'd be like Vice, right? You would but, be, yeah. But. but I suppose the Honey, Honey Weiss, uh, the Snowdrift Vanilla Porter, their Berry Weiss, and their Creamy Dark Lager. I think these are standard ones they put in a pack, right? Are any of these new? I don't think so. The newest one would be the Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. The rest have been around for a very long time. And the Snowdrift's definitely been around for a minute, too. I've, it has. Ha- I've had that oh, it before. Has. It has. It's just the newest of those four. Oh, okay. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to do we want to sample one individually and then try to make one of the concoctions, maybe? Yeah, let's split one of them. Okay. Start with that. Well, should we should we for bear theme? Should we just start by splitting one of the the honies? Yeah, and then we'll we'll make a concoction maybe after that, or or maybe we could do we'll split one and then we'll split one of another one. Then we'll do the combo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. could be something. Is that something? I like it. I don't know. I'm in. Okay. Are these twist off? Yes, sir. You know, fairly crisp for a twist off. Yeah. Probably because I slammed it on the ground here why don't you why don't you divvy that up in the glasses will do and i'll read i'll read some info off of the other bottle here the line and kugels honey weiss weiss beer brewed with real wisconsin honey 4.9 percent abv 12 fluid ounces that's that's calming in these in this turbulent time that we're living in right now yeah with that i think we are gonna make it that's a good omen that's a really good omen um Six generations family brewing, pride of Chippewa Falls. They don't have really anything else. Oh, I like this. They have I've never noticed this before. Maybe it's a new thing. But you see in the bottle it has how to pronounce line and kugels? 
up in the oh right that there. is cool it says line dash e n dash k o o dash g u l s that makes sense if you've never heard of the name before i think you would be a little a little lost established 1867 yeah they've been around they have been around well, all right then so this is this is the the honey wise let me put this back this is pretty much their flagship is this their flagship you think yeah i think as far as their most popular i bet shandy's taking that throne mm, yeah i'd say that you know give a little tap oh there we go so fortunate we brought glasses too out to i the know yeah it, yeah it tastes like a like a bud light or something it's i mean yeah this is disappointing because I like Lane and Kugels. This one's not doing anything for me. It's it's a very standard beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Look how clear it is too. I know. And the thing with honey too is they probably just put a tiny bit in, which immediately ferments out of the beer. That's the thing. Cause I'm, not, I'm not tasting any sweetness at all. No, it it just adds more sugar for the yeast to right. You know, ferment. Because like I, this literally tastes like nothing. Is, well, this tastes like in a, this tastes like a beer tent, like in a red solo cup kind of beer. You know what I mean? This mm -hmm. tastes like out of a, a a keg of you know just I don't run of the mill brew. Yeah. Well, that's that's too bad. I was expecting more to say, but it's just <laughs> it's just not very good, I guess. <laughs> well, hopefully the blend will be. Yeah, better. hopefully. Yeah, we'll have to. Well, I guess. Okay, so here are the the oh you know what? there's it says there's instructions in here. I gotta find that. And see what's going on there. I don't see anything that resembles instructions. That's gonna make it much more difficult for us to. Well, Wait, is it? Oh, it's, is oh, it the tab. It's okay. On, it's on the flaps. That's what it is. Okay. I'm just gonna. You know. Let me just. so strong well because it specifically said inside are <laughs> yeah three of each beer and instructions and i was expecting you know paper <laughs> or something oh and this flaps one too is it yeah it's a different one because there's five well gee whiz okay so oh they have different measurements too really okay all right here we go here we go so the lion and kugels brewology here's some shit i can read at the Liney Lodge in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, our fans enjoy our beers fresh from the tap. Somewhere along the way, a tradition began of mixing and matching those beers together to make unique and special recipes. That's horseshit. They made that up. Uh, <laughs> I, well, no, I feel like someone was in the tap room and they like lifted up a honey waist. Like, I don't taste anything. <laughs> I don't know. Put a different beer in it. Eventually, this idea was simply referred to as brewology. Oh. We've taken that idea and brought it to our brewology pack so everyone can experience these fun and flavorful combinations. Combinations. Excuse me. I was fighting back a burp. Cheers is the, the closing line on that. So four, you can take the, the honey weiss and combine it with the berry weiss, half bottle of each, to make the honey bear, which is smooth, honey flavored, balanced with a berry twist. I've you had berry weiss and I think it's gross. <laughs> Great. Good. Good. Just to warn you. Good. I'm glad this is the pack we're surviving with. Um, we also have, uh, if you combine the Berry Weiss and the Creamy Dark, you get Berry Black Bear. Um, 
once you combine the Snowdrift Vanilla Porter and the Creamy Dark, you get Dark and Snowy. That actually sounds the that best. That one would probably, yeah, that's probably going to be the best one. Um, then there's the Berry Weiss plus the Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. That gets you the Wisconsin Polar Bear. And then there's the Creamy Dark plus the Honey Weiss. That gets you the Flying Bumblebee. Do we think do we want to aim for one today? I mean, we've already got Honey Weiss going, so should we do We should probably stick with that as our base. Should we do I mean, you just said you didn't like the Berry Weiss, but should we hey, do Hey, let's do it. Should we do the Honey Weiss and Berry Weiss one, the the, yeah. the Honey Bear? Yep. Just to be full full bear and then we'll get kind of the the Honey Weiss out of the way. <laughs> the two the two Weisses, vices, the whatever's we don't like out of the yeah. way. Okay. Um well, all right then. Well, that's that, I think. I don't know if we have anything else we really need to uh, discuss about the beers, do we? No. Pretty run-of-the-mill. Run <laughs> no. Well, do we want to sample the Barry Weiss now, I guess? Do we want to do, do that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, fuck it. Let me, let me slam this guy. Get a, get, a, get a Barry Weiss open, and then we'll... Oh, see, so you I'm went going back and, to the opener. Yeah. The opener. It, it is more satisfying. Yep. I just couldn't reach it from where I was. Um, let me read about the Barry Weiss. Can't get enough for your love, babe. That's Barry White. Anyway, this is Weiss beer brewed with honey, with blackberry juice, and natural berry flavors. 4.7 ABV, another 12 fluid ounces, and no other information at all. But so this is the uh, the honey bear. Or sorry, we're not combining them yet. Never mind. Ignore that. This doesn't want to go back into the back. <laughs> ah, it's like losing my virginity all over again, huh? Virginity? That sounds like a Friday night to me. <laughs> that was a good self dunk you just did there. Shall we? Yeah. I don't know. It tastes like a. Like a juice. Tastes like juice. Yeah. I love the smell. The 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 aroma's great. The aroma's really nice. Flavor wise it kinda just tastes like a grape juice a little bit. Yeah. Doesn't it tastes like a uh, uh like a sparkling grape juice that you do for like, you know, kids for New Year's. That's kinda what it tastes like. Yeah, like the Welch's. Mm-hmm. I like it better than the honey wise. There's more flavor. There's more it tastes like something. Yeah. I like the color of it. Pinkish hue. Yeah. I, th- I think all those comments gets it a rating of fine. Fine. You know that's fine. Acceptable. You know I don't I don't necessarily dislike it. I don't want to drink a lot of them. No, this will give you some gut rot. If yeah. You did, if you did a bunch of of Barry Weiss, that would be that'd be a lot. I can't do the really sugary ones. The real. Have you ever had their uh, sunset wheat? I could not tell you. To it be tastes honest. like fruity pebbles. Ooh. Maybe we'll have to grab that just for fun. Bunsies. Yeah. If we survive this, yeah. we get I just, back to civilization. Hey, I'm giving us things to look forward Keep to. Keep hoping. You gotta have hope. I suppose we can we can get into our movie here then coming up. Uh, which, wow, weird. Now that I think about it, are about some guys who crash a plane in Alaska. This is too weird. That's weird, right? Yeah. Huh. And then they have to like survive in the wilderness, right? Yeah. And there's a bear. And a billionaire. Yeah, because you're very rich. That's another way. Rich with spirit. S- stop it. 
you're a genuine billionaire. Okay. <laughs> that was your plane. It's got your face painted on the side. Because that's what billionaires do. Well, I think where I messed up with this whole plane situation yeah. is much like Ricky Bobby messed up in Talladega, I did sell ad space on the windshield. Oh. Is that why Hoagie didn't see the birds coming? I'm guessing. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't notice. I'm not a plane guy. Yeah. So I didn't want to say anything. Because I don't know planes. Y- yeah. You you thought it was normal. Thought it was normal. Yeah. I've never been in the cockpit, you know? And in those small planes, they're basically all cockpit. Pretty much. Baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep reaching. Reach. Reach away. <laughs> I was just going to say all cock. <laughs> I was, was going to say all cock, all rock. And it, it meant nothing, but it made me giggle. It was stupid. Anyway, we watched The Edge. The Edge. Let's take a little break. Yeah. Let's um. Let's, let's go. Let's go dig a toilet. Let's go. Let's go dig a toilet real quick. Get some extra uh, uh, kindling for kindling, the fire. Yes. And uh, and then we'll we'll talk about the edge. The edge. The edge. <laughs> I don't know, Charles. Huh? I don't think it'll work, Charles. It will work. No. It will work. What one man can do, another can do. You can't kill the bear, Charles. He's. <sighs> He's ahead of us all the time. It's like he's reading our minds. He's stalking us, for God's sakes. He... I'm going to kill the bear. Say it. I'm going to kill the bear. Say it. I'm going to kill the bear. Say it. Say I'm going to kill the bear. I'm going to kill the bear. Say it again. I'm going to kill the bear. And again. I'm going to kill the bear. Yeah. You're goddamn right. It's today. I'm going to kill the motherfucker. Okay. We ready to talk about The Edge? Yep. Dustin? Okay. Here we go. David Howell Evans, born August 8th, 1961, known professionally as The Edge, or simply Edge, is a musician and songwriter best known for the... Oh, no, no that's, sorry. This that's, the guy, that's, this that's the guy. That's the guy from U2. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. That's the wrong thing. That's the wrong tab. I didn't want to bring that up. The Edge is a 1997 American survival film directed by Lee Tamahori and starring Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. That's what we were supposed to watch? What did you watch? WrestleMania with Edge. Oh, you just watched something that had Edge in it. Yeah. Oh, see. You should have you seen Money Plane? No. He's in that. It came out last year. It's very bad. That's a weird little circle that we did there. I like that. We did. That was fun. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> no, uh but I I looked up the not to get so away from the movie immediately but i was like who the hell is lee tamahori right the the director and i looked him up and then all of his credits are very forgettable thrillers from the late 90s early 2000s because he did mulholland falls not mulholland drive because oh. it's david lynch but he did mulholland falls which was like the it's like a gangster movie starring uh, nick nolte jennifer connelly chas palminteri Michael Madsen, Chris Penn, Melanie Griffith, Andrew McCarthy, Treat Williams, and John Malkovich. How's that for a fucking 90s cast? That is a... Goodness. You you read that cast, you know what decade it was made. But he then he also did... Uh, so then, that was first. That was in 96. And in 97, he did The Edge. Then he did Die Another Day, the really bad mm. Bond movie. Um, and then he also did Along Came a Spider. Then he did... Triple X State of the Union, 
and then he also did next the Nick Cage <laughs> movie. Uh, that his last like notable one was The Devil's Double, which was that that movie about the body double for Saddam Hussein's son. Um, so you're saying The Edge is the highlight of his career, then? I'm uh, well. I'd say yeah, weirdly, Die Another Day would be the highlight of his career, but he he kind of just he. I was looking at his filmography, I'm like, oh, he did all of like the forgettable thrillers of the late '90s, early 2000s, of like those movies. You're like, yeah, I know that title. I've heard of it. I'm, you know. Some of them I think I've seen parts of, and that's it. Because Along Came a Spider is one of those. Uh, I know Morgan Freeman's in that. Morgan, it's one of the Alex Cross movies, right? Like that and Kiss the Girls yep. are all in the same thing. Um, yeah, I've seen. Okay, I've seen the end of Along Came a Spider, but I haven't seen Along Came a Spider, starring uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Monica Potter. Remember her? The name's huh? familiar, but no. Huh? She was in. She's uh she's uh Cameron Poe's wife in Con Air. Oh, okay. She's uh, I stand she's, corrected. Yes, I know exactly who that is. She's the girlfriend who gets murdered in Patch Adams. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, I'm with you. She's 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 Carrie Elwes's wife in Saw. Ooh. Huh? She was in that show Parenthood. So she's a star. Jim, she's a star. <laughs> Wow, we didn't even get close to talking about the movie, huh? No, right away. Well, let's let's dig into it. The Edge, The Edge, the movie. Yes, for theaters. Would you Would you think? What's your What's your initial thought on The Edge? I didn't hate it by any means. There's yeah. some silly themes throughout, like kind of don't make a lot of sense towards the end. There, it gets a little weird with that little like twist they were trying to throw in, and it's yeah, it's. It seemed unnecessary almost. It kind of goes with the rest of Lee Tamahari's or Tamahori's uh career. Right. It's it's kind of me- the interesting it's written by David Mamet, who's uh the famous playwright who did like Glengarry Glen Ross it's- and a bunch of other classic theater uh Oleana or right Oleana, not White Oleander, that's something else. Uh Oleana and uh um uh Speed the Plow and stuff like that. He, he's a very well-known playwright. But then he he also adapted and you know what that Glengarry Glen Ross into the movie too which that kind of makes sense with Anthony Hopkins character because he seems very Broadwayish. Well, that's what's so weird is this movie, the scenes in between like the survivalist stuff are very much like they feel like a play. Yeah, where it's like we're gonna take a time, we're gonna take a minute to go sit down and have like a little character thing. Yeah, we gotta have this monologue, this that... little back and forth. Well, and that's why I. I because when I saw it, like I wrote down in my notes, I go, I just went, written by David Mamet? Question mark, exclamation point? And it really feels that way. And, and it, at times, his dialogue feels out of place because he has he has a very stylistic way of writing people. And at times, like they just, they just say things that humans don't say, which is fine in the movie. But when you're trying to make this like realistic survival thriller, it feels weird then. So the basic plot is... The, the the most bare bones basic plot is that a plane crashes that has Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin, and Harold Perrineau on it. Who he was in Lost. I can't remember. He's I can't remember his character's name from Lost. But he's the one whose son gets kidnapped. I never saw Lost. Michael. He, his character's name is Michael, and Michael. his son Walt gets kidnapped. Okay. By the others. He was in Oz too. He was on the show Oz. Anyway, the three of them they crash in a plane. And 
then they're surviving and a bear is chasing them. But also, underneath that, is Anthony Hopkins is pretty sure Alec Baldwin is sleeping with his wife and maybe wants him dead. That kind of covers all of it. Because that comes back at the end. You know, I'll wait. I'm going to hold off on okay. that. I'm going to hold off on that. But there's just moments where they, they'll have, like, character moments between them and it'll just sound it'll just sound wrong they'll just they'll almost sound like they're from like the fucking 60s or something like that they don't yeah their dialogue just doesn't yeah work but so basically the movie opens with them them and other people a couple other people uh including anthony hopkins wife played by Elle mcpherson and they they all fly to alaska to this remote cabin and it's very unclear for the first like 20 minutes. Yeah, what they're just what this trip is for. A group of people going to a cabin. Yeah. But it's like it also happens to be Anthony Hopkins' birthday, but that's not why they're there cuz they cuz right before that they're just like we're really glad you decided to come. And then you find out like the reason they're there is for Alec Baldwin's character to do a shitty photo shoot cuz he's like taking pictures of Alec, El, I almost called him Alec McPherson. <laughs> I almost said Alec McBaldwin actually. <laughs> but El <laughs> McPherson <laughs> But then he's like, he just happens to see like a random photo of like an old Native American man on the wall, and he's like, "This is the guy. This is the guy I right. need." So they're so unprepared, yeah. That they like, don't even have a male model to step in. Well, and it's like, he's like, "That's who I need for my photo." And like, photo for what? What That's is this it? For? We never find out what it's for. And then it's like, is this just a trip just to take some photography? Like, is the whole thing is just like he wants to take some pictures on a dock of somebody? And then the end, like I, it's I don't know, it it the most vague setup, yeah. And then he's constantly pissed off at Anthony Hopkins because Anthony Hopkins, they don't say how he made his money, but he's like a billionaire because someone recognizes him as like Charles whatever famous billionaire, um, and he's always like ragging him for like being so privileged and wealthy. And I'm like, you just requisitioned like a trip for some photography like it sounds like you're living an okay life right i don't think you're doing too bad like you may not be a billionaire but it sounds like you can be like fuck it i'm just gonna go with some people to take some pictures somewhere to maybe make something that's already a pretty chill life it sounds like yeah you clearly have time to not work to go take random ass pictures that you might make money on you don't know that you might use a model for l mcpherson an actual model (laughs) But you might also be like, eh, I'll take a picture of some guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, But so they're there, and I, I don't even know how to set it up. Because then they just decide, like, oh, he's like, I really need to go find this this guy. Well, first they try to kill Anthony Hopkins with the surprise birthday party. Yeah, that hey, whole you know, thing. Like, he's not a young man in this movie. so Yeah, so they get there, and immediately it's like... There's some there's some old guy who like oversees it and he's got a big scar on his face and he's like this is my cabin whatever and he's like don't ever leave any food rep or uncovered cover all food even in the cabin because bears we got Kodiak bears around here which we immediately see food uncovered the second Anthony Hopkins well I love that he's and it all ends up to be a ruse but first I was like what the fuck is happening well first his wife's like you can get me a sandwich well no first they get there and Elle McPherson is me like I'm going to bed which I always love in movies people do that when it's like they show up at a place and like anyway good night. We're all done talking now. <laughs> We've arrived. I need go a to reason bed. to leave. Yeah. Goodbye. So she's like, I go to bed. And then it's then Anthony Hopkins is up there with her. And then she's like, hey, can you go just make me a sandwich quick? No, she said, you can get me a sandwich. You can get me a sandwich. And he's like, and he just says, okay. Like, yeah. And he goes down. And immediately the first thing you see on the counter 
of of the a giant of the chunk of meat is the the biggest ham I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like right away, like, hey, cover your food, ham with with the outside door set ajar, like it's slightly open. Yeah, the the outside door is ajar, so it makes you think there's a bear around. And then Anthony Hopkins goes back into like the entryway to go back up to the bedroom, opens up, and then there's a bear there, but it's not. It's Alec Baldwin with a bear rug like over him, but like they. Which again, first murder attempt. Were they planting the idea of oh, we're gonna trick him into thinking he's getting attacked by a bear like from the start? If we leave this ham out, like the the did they tell the guy like hey, make sure you say like something about bears because it's like planted in his head, so right. he thinks he thinks a bear thing's gonna happen. Well, we didn't mention too that they clearly set up that Anthony Hopkins character is very very intelligent. He's very intelligent. I, I actually like the way they set up his character where he's. Full of random knowledge. He loves just having he, random assortment. He just assortment. loves to learn about anything and but everything. He, but he makes it very clear, too, that he's, he's never applied any of it. So he's got all this survivalist knowledge, but he's not a survivalist. He's never had to fend for himself. But he just likes reading and learning about shit. Because one of the things, too, is like they, the the guy who runs the place like tests him. He's With like, that paddle. Because they're, like, they're like, ask him anything. He'll have the answer. And he's like, tell me what's on the other side of this paddle. Because on one side's a panther. Or whatever, and then Anthony Hopkins is like the other side, the rabbit smoking a pipe because it's a it's a certain symbol of this Native yeah, American. Because the people. rabbit is smarter yeah. than the panther, it, but it's like that's their dual dualism symbols or whatever. And he's like, he was right and whatever. So it's like he just they actually they actually set that up in a good way, and I like that he he straight up says too, he's like, I've never had an application for this. I just absorb knowledge. Yeah, um, and he he also seems very isolated because especially too he he starts to get to know the guy who runs the lodge and then immediately eventually the the guy's like here's my plans for how i want to turn this into a resort and then anthony hopkins is like oh i thought you were just being nice i thought you're just being friendly so it's like clearly being rich has just made him isolated and paranoid right. too yeah yeah he doesn't actually have any real friends probably yeah. somebody exactly, yeah everybody wants something from him yeah and it's like he's also just not very personable he doesn't he seems to not be very social he's a very quiet guy keeps to himself and then, like, Elle McPherson, she's, like, at, at this point, at least 20 years younger than him, maybe more. Um, but, so it's, like, he's he's very, and he's, like, he's the old guy. He's the only one that's not a part of, like, the photography crew. He has just tagged along. Even though he's the billionaire, he's just there, because, you know. Right. He's um, kind of, yeah, tagged along. But then it also happens to be, and I love, too, then they get him up, they do that trick on him, and they sit down, and then Elle McPherson gives him a birthday present. And then Alec Baldwin gives him a birthday present, and then everyone goes, "Okay, good night." So they had a five-minute birthday party. <laughs> Fun. They all had glasses of champagne, took a couple sips. They're like, "Okay, back to bed, everybody." We were only allowed to wake up for one scene, and then we gotta go to bed. We got a very tight schedule of taking a few pictures of this one model. Yes, yes this one model that we clearly start doing like the afternoon. I don't know; it's hard to tell in Alaska, but it didn't look like they got up like rise and shine to no. do it. But I don't know. And then he, and then Alec Baldwin immediately gets frustrated. He's like, "I don't want to take pictures of El McPherson anymore. I gotta go get this Native American guy." And the the guy who runs the lodge, he's like, "Yeah, he would be up at this lodge, this other place. Or he's hunting." And so um, Alec Baldwin, Anthony Hopkins, and then Harold Perrineau, who is playing, uh, he's Alec Baldwin's assistant. So he's also got a fucking assistant. He's doing fine, right? And there's another guy on the staff who's like sick who can't come down and help. So he's got like he's got like three people on his staff. Oh, he has a crew. But he's like, oh, Anthony Hopkins, you're so privileged. It's like, motherfucker, you're here with your staff. <laughs> but then they they fly to go find this other guy. He's not there. 
And there's a note that says he's at a different lodge or whatever. Yeah, he's out hunting and... He's at a different part of the wilderness. And they fly to go do that. And then that's where they uh, they hit some birds. Bird strike. That's what they call it. Holy fuck. Dustin, we did that in our plane. Oh, yeah. We hit birds. How common is that, Dustin? Well, I wouldn't think it was that common, but... I happened to do some research on it for really? no, no reason at all. Weird. Okay. And I have a map of Alaska. Really? And most of that state is covered in what they call a moderate two or moderate three. Jeez. Okay. So that's, and that's out of a, a scale of low one to three, moderate one to three, and severe one to three. So if you're flying a plane in Alaska, good chance you're going to hit some birds. <laughs> yeah. Huh, we should have known that, huh? I... Saw the research and I was like, "That can't be real, right?" Because you don't trust anything on the internet, right? That's what they say. Yeah, so I was like, "This is fake, this fake is news, fake news. fake news." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I was like, "We're safe, dude." That's so funny when people say like fake news now. It's like yeah. really, <laughs> it's like a great joke. Remember that, that Cheeto, that Cheeto president, and he'd be like, "Fake news, God." Things are funny. Reality's fun. You mean that former, um, the former one, former Cheeto? Um, <clears throat> see, I do. I do also. I laughed pretty loudly when they hit the birds in the plane because it comes out of nowhere, and then it does. They sh- it just explodes into gore, and the, and the pilot just the pilot just goes like, oh, fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> like right just, just covered in bird guts, and, and it's like CGI. Like the bird hits it, it just explodes, and then the plane's just covered in all the blood. And I just I've never seen that done that way in a movie. Where it's like the bird is just a water balloon <laughs> of guts and feather. Um but they but then that crashes into a lake, the pilot drowns and the other three get out. And then uh, there's a lot of wandering. They do a big old circle. They do a big old circle. They think they're going south, but something fucked up the the homemade compass Anthony Hopkins made or whatever. So they end up going in a circle, and then the first injury happens because Harold Perrineau stabs himself in the leg very deep. <laughs> off, while, off camera, yeah. He's supposed camera. to be making a spear. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we just hear like, oh! <laughs> they go for it, and he's like, what I do? And like his leg's just... He's like, it's really deep. There's so much blood, it's a super deep cut. It's like, how are you even making that spear? I know, I picture it, because, you, you know... Like, where? I, that's what I'm trying to think of the placement. Even if you're whittling, you're still just going to like take a chunk, it, right? It means he had like the stick on his thigh and he's like shaving down towards his knee. Right. But he's, the, he's almost got he's almost got his other hand holding the the stick like at his pelvis. But like then, the cut they showed it looks like it was like a straight stab. Straight down almost. So yeah. I feel like he finished the one spear and he's like job well done and went to stab, you know, like you stab <laughs> it in a stump right and you just stabbed in his leg. Yeah. Or he's just like I want to be carried. Yeah. <laughs> like stab like I, yeah, I don't know. It's it was just like the the most bizarre. There's definitely a better way to have an injury happen, and they took a pretty yeah, lazy route to yeah. uh, get there. Of anything, of like oh rocks fell and he fell off a bridge or something. There's better ways. Just, just like oh. twist, just twist your fucking ankle. And That's right, plenty good. And it is off camera. He, he's like ah, <laughs> and then they run over. And it's immediately after he gives them a knife and walks away. It's like. Yeah, it's like a couple minutes, maybe. Him and uh, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin talk for a little bit about, who knows, they kind of have the same conversation over and over and over again. And uh, kind of like we mentioned, they have this thing, this running theme in it that people who end up in survival situations like this, uh, Anthony Hopkins says they, they don't, uh, you know, they, they die of shame 
because they they bash themselves for thinking they should have had the perfect plan or made the the you know plans or whatever. So they they sit and they die of shame. So that that comes back over and over again, except for and I'll get to this at the end when it absolutely should have come back and it fucking didn't. And that's what annoyed me. We'll get to that as we yes. push towards the end. Um, earlier they had seen a bear. Yeah, Before, a ways off. They, when they, they were going in their circle, they saw a big-ass Kodiak bear. Yeah. Which, has, in the beginning of the movie, mentioned that once it gets a taste of blood, it's a man-eater. It will only hunt men, then, because men are the only thing that tastes good. Which I'm like, I don't I don't know if that's true. That's it's feel- not. I Googled it. It's that's bullshit. W- that's one of those kind of like, it's one of those... It's the same thing with all animal attacks. It's got to be provoked it, in some exactly. fashion. It's the same shit with sharks, too, where they're... What happened there? My phone just <laughs> just started talking at us. Yeah, it's like it wanted just wanted to be. It a wanted part to get in on show, this. Wanted to be in on the show. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with like man eater sharks like that. The rumors of just like oh, once they get a taste for blood, for human blood, then not they want. It's it's always the it's, myth about animals. It's, it's bullshit. Like, yeah, some will eat people, but it's just because people are meat, you know. But so so they see this Kodiak, and then later, oh, that night after. Uh, well, after. Alec Baldwin, he he had the the bandages from Dipshit's leg, and he was supposed to go bury it. Oh, that's right. And he hung it up in a tree. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins like go bury this, and then he leaves. And then later that night, it's like raining stuff. Then Anthony Hopkins sees it in a, a tree branch, and it's like super close to them. So it's like, what happened? Did he just go throw it somewhere? Did he go off to just go like? And then it like just blew, blew up into a tree. I don't know. And he's like, that puts the smell of blood in the air. And then immediately, the bear's back and mauls Harold Perrineau. And then I love when they're watching him get mauled because they try to like defend him a little bit with like flaming sticks. And then they just have to back up and the bear just eats him. And they're like, and they're like, ah, 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 beans. Dang it. Shucks. And then they kind of jog away and then they never mention it again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, the bear ate our friend. The end of him, I guess. It's like, I didn't really know him that well. You? Yep. Not at all. And then there's more wandering and more sussing out the, does Alec Baldwin want to kill Anthony Hopkins? But not that much. And then they just kind of become buddies. Right. And then eventually the the bear shows up again. Oh, I also want to mention, I watched this, because you said you rented it, like on Amazon or whatever. Yeah. I actually watched it. It was available on YouTube with ads. Okay. Which made for a very fun game, because the ads just pop up whenever. So there was a moment where Anthony Hopkins is fishing, and then the bear's behind him, and then the bear chases him through the trees, and then Anthony Hopkins jumps between all these, this, like, felled tree, right? Yep. And he jumps between these logs to, like, hide, and the bear's, like, reaching in, like, ah, and then suddenly it cuts, and Ving Rhames is just like, Arby's, new from <laughs> Arby's. <laughs> and it, it made for a fun game, because the ads always happened in the middle of very intense moments, and they were very silly ads. You think that's, like, a bored YouTube person who's just like i'm throwing this in here it's like is there such an easy way at least to like just put them spaced like evenly but at points they were almost happening every couple minutes like during intense parts of the movie the best is when when they're on the plane uh flying to go get the the native american guy they wanted to put on camera and anthony hop oh it's before it's right before they hit the birds and anthony hopkins says um like so how are you going to kill me he just says that like out of nowhere makes Alec Baldwin look over it. He like whips and looks at him quick and then it cut to an ad and then it comes back and then suddenly the pilot goes, fuck! And it, hurts. <laughs> it just, it was just a very, very fun game of, of when is this, when is YouTube going to cut in? What dramatic moment will you yeah. disrupt next for me? 
Um, but so like they, the bear comes back a couple times, and is following them, and then eventually they're like, oh, it's been toying with us. It's been following us because it's a man eater. So it's been sucking us the whole time. It's never gonna let go. And so Anthony Hopkins goes, we're gonna kill it. And he literally says like, I'm gonna kill the motherfucker. Yeah. And then they do. And there's. 40 minutes of the movie left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they killed the bear. Like, their plan goes the way they want it to go. Which, which is was super ridiculous. It was a bad plan because the plan was, like, I'm going to get the bear to jump on me and just fall on its spear so his weight will kill it. It's like, that's a fucking gamble, but <laughs> okie doke. Which they make this big swinging trap. Which Like, like it's a, a big spike ball on a rock. It's a big rock with all these spikes off of it, and that hits it once and just kind of annoys it. Yeah. And it's like, if you made that, you couldn't have made another cool trap. Which, again, in the time frame that they had, they never would have got all that shit done. No. Well, then once they kill the bear, it's immediately skinned, skinned cleaned, the, the fur is wearable. Oh, they've made a whole ensemble. They, made a whole, they look ridiculous. When they get that on, it looks like a fucking, like, they look like cavemen from a bad movie. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, they kind of... But they just immediately clean Which it. Which also makes no sense, because that shit would be wet for so long. For so long. And then also, they showed them eat a little bit of meat, and then they travel somewhere else later, and they're like, uh, they got nothing with them. Like, there would be so much bear meat. Yeah. Or at least the fat, too. Like, you could survive on that for weeks, probably. Like, two people eating a full-grown Kodiak bear. Oh, yeah. No, no. They just abandoned and, so much food. And especially if you hadn't eaten in a couple days, if you just parse that out a little bit, you could eat that for a long time. Especially, like, that fat. You eat a, a, just a chunk of that throughout the day. That's that gives you fuel, right? Plus, it was cold out. It probably keeps you warm. The meat would have stayed fine. The grease you could use for fires too. The fat, yeah, the grease, flammable. Fat. Yeah. And you're gonna tell me Anthony Hopkins has all this random knowledge in his head, but he knows nothing about the harvesting meat in yeah. some fashion. Yeah. Bullshit. He knows how to skin a bear and fashion a new suit for <laughs> him and his friends. Yeah. It's not clear how much time has passed. It feels like it's just a few days. That's true. We don't know, but... But it's really unclear. And then... So then after they kill the bear, like I said, there's then like 40 minutes left of the movie. Like, I looked at the time, I'm just like, oh, they're already done with the bear? They just killed it? I Because I thought that plan they had was maybe going to go wrong, or was going to just take a long time, or was going to get really... But it's, Well, yeah, it feels like the whole movie, especially with the trailer, it's centered on the, the bear chasing the them. The trailer and the cover is all so, about, like, there's a bear in this movie. Yeah, so you think the climax of the movie is going to be them killing the bear. Yeah. And not the the midpoint. Yeah. And not the end of the second act to kick off the third. Not even. It's earlier than that even. I'd say it's. it's you it's, think it's like in the middle of the second? It's the middle of the second act. Yeah. Because the climax is the is the uh, the cabin that they go to next. Yeah. Because that's like the, the peak of their story. Kind right. Of. Act three is where it gets like when they're on the canoe then. Sure. But anyway, so after they kill the bear, then they just wander. And then they find like a hunting cabin that's been abandoned. And it's got a gun in it's it. Fully stocked. It's got, it's got a lot of stuff in it. And then at that moment, Alec Baldwin, start, he just starts drinking a lot and then starts loading the gun. And then Alec Baldwin, or Anthony Hopkins then like, oh, you need to be drunk to do it. And then Alec Baldwin's just like, now he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill you. So I can get, I can marry your wife who's going to have all your money. We skipped a little part. We did? Yes. Remember he goes in his pocket and finds the package from his pocket knife? And then he finds oh the receipt tucked underneath. Okay, yeah. Let's go back to this. Um, so, I guess we should go way back to the beginning. I'm, yeah, at the beginning of the movie, after for the five minute birthday party, Elle McPherson gives Anthony Hopkins a pocket watch. 
and inside the pocket uh, watch. Pocket knife. No, no, no. Alec Baldwin gives him the pocket knife. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's not. It's a. Yeah, Alec, you're right. You're right. You're Alec right. Pearson gives him the uh, the pocket watch, and inside there's an engraving that says, like, to the best husband in the world, blah, blah, blah. And that breaks when they, the plane crashes because he needs. He wants to see what like time it is or whatever. Yeah. He's trying to do some some where's the sun at, blah, blah, blah. And he asks um, Alec Baldwin, he's like, let me see your watch. And Alec Baldwin just goes, oh, it, it's broken. It doesn't show him. And so right away I knew him just like, oh, he got that from El McPherson because they are sleeping it's, together. Yeah. And then not only do you find out that's true, but the way he finds out is that in in his – yeah, it's, it's like in the box for the pocket knife. There's the receipt in there. And it's got the engraving receipt for the for the pocket watch, and then also for the watch she gave Alec Baldwin. So she bought these. This on is the how same stupid day. she is and shitty. Oh my god, that's so terrible to don't buy them at the same time. Yeah, be smart about your affair. Yeah, and also, does that mean she just gave Alec Baldwin the watch too? Like, because he would have bought them on the same day, got them engraved the same day. So like on the plane ride over, she's like, "Hey, here's a watch for you." And then he had to feel shitty watching like, her husband the number box watch. He's like, oh, cool. He got the same thing, huh? Okay. That makes me feel great. <laughs> like, I wish it would have shown him, like, touch his watch and, like, twist his wrist and just be like, hmm. 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 And, and, uh, and the engraving that it says in the receipt is that it says, uh, to Bob, uh, thanks for all the nights. Yeah, so... You just, just incriminate the at, shit out of yourself by putting point, his name in. Well, and also, too, thanks for all the nights, saying, like, Thanks for the affair. Good, hey, good dick. Hey, thanks for a person who's not my husband. Thanks for fucking me. Yeah. Love, Elle McPherson. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's... That's how he found... Once you pull it out, I'm like, that's how he finds out. And honestly, the thing is, too, by that point, it comes back... We haven't talked about this for an hour in the movie. Yeah, they're homies now at this point. They're, they're, they're buddies. best buds. They've been through so much. They killed the bear. We They kind of put their whole thing aside that they were going to stop being paranoid with each other and all this stuff and i liked that that it stopped being about that and then suddenly like then alec baldwin too that's where it, i mean where it turns into like an old noir movie because then alec baldwin's loading the gun and he's just like he's like you know you don't deserve that broad right then he all of a sudden i'm like what the where is this coming from she's too young for you and too just young for you and he, he like calls her broad and like <laughs> like uses really old terminology and it's 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 just not like it's like too when they're in the raft after that too. Then a point where he's just like he's like, you know, you, you know what's I can't remember what it says, but he's like, you know, you know what's eating you or what's you know what's the you know what's what's wrong at you or it's like he just says shit that's not normal human speak. No, kind of. But so Alec Baldwin's like, go outside. I'm gonna shoot you. And Anthony Hopkins set up. There was a bear trap already made or whatever. Deadfall. He, a deadfall. And he gets Alec Baldwin to fucking fall into it. And then he gets Alec Baldwin out and keeps him alive. And he's like, I'm going to save you. And then they get in a canoe that is there. And they get to where they go down river. And they're making a camp at one point. And this was where I wanted to come back. Because Alec Baldwin's really apologizing. And he's like, I'm sorry for everything I tried to do. And he's like, he's like, your wife had nothing to do with it. It was my plan. And he's like, just really putting all the stuff out there all this shame and i wanted anthony hopkins to be like hey like remember how people die in the wilderness they die of shame right and that's how i wanted him to like put it away with him to be like don't be full of shame right now we're going to survive this and then a helicopter shows up and the second helicopter shows up alec baldwin dies (laughs) and then they get saved and then they go uh anthony hopkins gets back and there's a bunch of media there too because billionaire went missing and he goes up and he like gives Elle McPherson the watch, Alec Baldwin's watch, so she like knows. Which that was a 
that was a baller move. Yes, it, yes. Ca- it was. It was. He doesn't say a fucking word. He hugs her and he kind of smirks her too. He's just like, yeah, no, I don't know. And then he turns, and people are asking, like, you know, what, how, what happened? Tell us, how'd your friends die? And he goes, he goes, how my friends died? And he gets like teared up. It's like the first time you see him like be emotional in a movie. And he goes, they died saving my life. And then it fades to black. And then the first thing that pops up in the credits is goes, we want to thank Bart the Bear and his owners for. <laughs> what I like too is that when he does get back on the dock, the Scarface dude, he has to throw the the classic '90s one-liner at him. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's just that uh, classic '90s. Oh, he he says. Uh, he looks at the guy and he goes, "And why? And why is the rabbit not afraid?" Yeah, that's right. And the guy goes, "Because he knows he's smarter than the panther." And then that's when they all decide, like, now we can walk. Because they were all yeah. just standing there watching him walk by, and they're like, oh, well, now that we had a moment. But I feel like they missed out an opportunity for one more one-liner when he handed her the watch. Yeah. 90s one-liner. Yeah. I don't know what he would have said, but. Looks like it's time for a new <laughs> yeah, wife. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, I don't know. It, and especially, too, I read her. I was looking through the Wikipedia on it, and it showed that one of the reviews was from Roger Ebert, and he said that the movie totally shoots itself in the foot by having an immediate Bart the Bear <laughs> credit. Because <laughs> it's the first thing happens credits. It's just big ass credit that just says, "We want to thank Bart the Bear and his trainers for their contribution to this film." And it, it's out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the basics of the Edge. It's like it's not bad, but like it's it's a it's an easy watch. It's yeah. not unbearable. Yeah, uh, unbearable. Oh, I didn't even try to do uh, that. Come on. No, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it didn't piss me off. It's two, no. it's two hours, and it went by just fine. And even mine had weird YouTube commercials in it, and that didn't even fuck me up that much. Um, I wish it... I wish, honestly, the affair thing wasn't in there. And maybe those two had a different conflict, and then they became buddy-buddy, and Al Baldwin can still die. I wish they would have, like, scared the bear off, bonded over that, and then the bear came back and killed one of them, saving see, the other. See, I actually didn't mind the affair stuff. I wish it had been... Just sprinkle it in throughout. Because like I said, there was like an hour-long break where they don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Where like their tension, I, I would have rather the tension be an ongoing thing. Or after after they survived the bearishing thing and all that stuff, then I didn't want the, the turn then at the end of Alec Baldwin killing it. I would have rather than at the cabin, that's where like they hash it out. Where, yeah. Because he like gives them a look. when I, I would rather like have a moment where it's like, hey, before we go back, like. We need to just fucking sort this out. We've been through so much together. I would have rather they both made it actually together. I would have rather, yeah. or 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 having that moment where they've made amends and then one of them dies, because then it's like sad that like, oh, I lost my friend now, the person I went yeah. through this with. You know what I mean? Well, it's just weird that he would turn on him like that. It comes out of nowhere. It does, because especially it, we haven't talked about it for so long. No, and they've clearly bonded through what they've been through. Well, and like any. They helped each other save each other's lives so many times, and, so, and then once he's just like, "Well, now I've got a gun and a way out of here. I guess I'm gonna kill him, because because I have to." Because I, I think it would have been great too if that moment, even if that had happened, and they both made it back, and then they both have to just be like, "We have to just let this be done now. We have to let that just be a, a thing that's dead between us now." You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there was other ways to handle it. I. And like your idea too, I, I think there's, I think those would have been more satisfying yeah. than how it went, especially once there's, hey, there's a helicopter, and then Alec Ball is just dead. Maybe next option, they both make it back, they fall in love, and El can go uh, fuck right off. Ah, uh, I like this movie. I like this, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, 
and two, I would have liked to either be more like more about the survivalist part or yeah, I hear you. The the drama doesn't fit that well in what's happening. Yeah, kind of. You, you know, know? I, I don't know. It, it's it it I, just it, it's trying to do a lot of things. Yeah. Cuz it like for for like 45 minutes and it's a bear movie. But then that's in the middle and then it's just over. You know, then it's no longer a bear movie. No. <laughs> like, and then it's just then a survival movie. And then we go back to the weird drama that yeah, it almost it. The movie seems like it sold itself as a thriller, but it's much more of kind of like a, a, a interpersonal drama, right? And that's where too it. It's like being written by David Mamet. Like it, it feels like a play for a lot of it, and then suddenly a bear gets thrown in. <laughs> like, you know, he's like, I can never do this on stage. Well, because there's a finally. Lot of, yeah, <laughs> I've been trying to do a, a stage play with a bear my whole career, and I can finally do one. There's a lot of moments of them just kind of walking and having like good little conversation moments, like all three of them, even when Harold Perrineau's are alive. Like they have these little, like, yeah, we're gonna make it speeches, and like, I don't, I don't know, it, it it's juggling a lot. <laughs> yeah, and not very smoothly, unfortunately. Not very smoothly, but but again, it's not bad either. No, it's kind of in between. Yeah. Yeah. Because I still, I mean, after watching, I still kind of liked it. Yeah, I didn't hate it. It's more when you break it down. Yeah. You see the problems? Yeah. But as you're just sitting there watching it, you're just like, all right. It's This is a great movie to catch on an afternoon on TNT. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that kind of movie. Right. Where it's like, I don't I don't need to like watch this, watch this. Yeah, I can just tune in and out of the parts that are fun yeah. and then not worry about this weird drama yeah. that doesn't need to yeah. be there. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's that it's it's perfect like cuz those types of movies come from 1996 you know what i mean and so this this fits that mold perfectly it fits everything that that other guy the lead tom whatever his name was i forgot um you know the director yeah it, it's it, his whole milieu are those movies i'm like yeah no i've seen some of that it was fine yeah <laughs> yeah it, it fits into that you know right yeah i guess none of them you're like oh worst fucking movie ever it's more yeah all it, right you're yeah you're never you never, you never hate them, but you ever know, like, oh, I fucking love a long came, long came a spider. You're right. Just like, you're like, no, I kind of remember some you're of like, that one. Yeah, I caught that on TNT. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, it's too. It's that. It's more you're like surfing, you're like stop, then you get involved, and you're like. It's one of those movies you go. Now I've heard about this. I've heard this movie. You know. Yeah. And this is one of those movies I remember. I remember like commercials for this one in like the late 90s when oh we yeah kids. no no i remember the trailer yeah. I, I specifically remember seeing the trailer for it and and the, i remember the trailer being like i'm like whoa this looks like an because with how the trailer made it look like oh they cut it like the most intense thriller because it, it makes it look like they are both trying to kill each other and a bear is hunting them. yeah and it's like no actually they're mostly buddies the whole time <laughs> <laughs> gotta love trailers man they're just and I also know this movie. Did you ever ever watch the 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 cartoon Frisky Dingo? Did no. You hear about that? It was an Adult Swim cartoon. Okay. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. It's, it was from the guy who created Archer, but years before he made Archer. Sure. Um, but they just have a, a scene where two of the main characters are lost in a marsh, and then they start talking about survival movies, and they get into a conversation about the edge. And that's made it's. Th- anytime I hear the edge now, I think of this scene. And I actually uh, recorded it for you today Woo! to watch, and I'll I'll I might plug in the uh, the audio later, or maybe I could have you I could plug it in after this, and we could uh, just take our break now. Yeah, we could do our break and prepare our our beerology. 
Should we do that? Should we, should we take our break? Take our break. I'll make this like the audio for yeah. going into the second, and I'll have you watch it right now. Okay, let's do that. Oh yeah, so we're gonna let's take a little break, and then we'll come back. We got some. We got some bear facts. We got some right? bear facts, and I got some. Bart the Bear facts. Oh. That's right. I mentioned Bart the Bear. We're going to get into him more. He had a whole career. He had a re- very lucrative career, yeah, better than had, some actors out lot, there these days. Yeah, like, human actors. Yeah, and then we'll yeah we'll get into our our brewology, our bearology. Bear the whole thing is bearology next. I don't know. We'll get into that anyway. Here's here's a clip from Frisky Dinko the cartoon. <laughs> Damn it! What? I used to have this kick-ass flare gun. Fantastic. Which. <gasps> actually be handy right now. Wait, that's it. What's it? Our guns. We shoot them in the air. Well, there's definitely no ducks. No, you idiot. I thought it's, frog eggs were stupid. It's the international, you know, cry for help in the wilderness. Bang, bang, bang. Three quick shots. Where'd you hear that? It was in, um, oh God, what was it? There was this whacking great bear. Oh, was it that movie, The Bear? Shut up. No, it was, uh, BJ and the Bear? Tony Hopkins was in it. Oh God, is he great? I could watch him read the phone book. And pay money to see it. I'd like to just smell his hair. Mm. Anyway. He did that, got rescued, and I think reunited with Elle McPherson. You're sure that's not the bear? Yes. Here we go. Three quick ones on three. One. Wait, why do you get to count? God, all right, you count. All I'm asking. One. Shut up. Oh, my God. Damn it. The Edge, Tony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin, Elle McPherson, Black Guy from Oz, Whacking Great Bear, The Edge. Why aren't you counting? But yeah, that was Frisky Dingo. And yep. I also like, too, they're like, it's the international signal for getting rescued is firing your gun three times near. That does not happen in the movie at nope. all. <laughs> but I have I only really knew the movie in the context of just the trailers as a kid and then that Frisky Dingo clip. So I assumed that's how it you ended. Were, you were waiting. I was the whole time watching it. There was, was a gun. There's a rifle. There was, once the gun came out, I'm like, oh, they must fire it in the air. When, especially in the helicopters, I'm like, they must fire it in the air. I had the whole like ending... <laughs> As mentioned in Frisky Dingo in my head. Just waiting, just waiting. Because I'm a huge fan of Frisky Dingo. That's one of like my favorite cartoons. There's only two seasons. It's on HBO Max now. Oh, okay. 11-minute episodes, two seasons. It's very, well, very silly and I fun. enjoy Archer, so I'm sure I'll like that. Well, you you enjoyed the clip, it looked like. I, it you were laughing fun. at it. It was a lot of fun. funny stuff. Uh, well, uh, should we get into our brewology? Bear-bearology? Bear-bearology. Bears and bears and brews. Bears and brews. That's all I got. Let's make one. What are we doing? We're doing Honey Weiss and Berry Weiss, the Honey Bear Brew. Smooth, honey-flavored, balanced with a berry twist. So it says we do half a bottle of Honey Weiss and half a bottle of Berry Weiss. We can do that. We can do that. Oh, that's good. That's Honey Weiss. There's Berry Weiss. Ooh. Uh, I'll probably cut past this. Just uh, no. Just assume we're mixing beers. <laughs> just you know, to have. Why are we passing glasses? I don't know why we just did that. I did that. I well, no, I fell into it. <laughs> I just took the glass from you. It was way made way more sense to pass bottles. Well, okay. So we've mixed the two beers. Um, it gives it uh, just a slightly lighter version of the berry white <laughs> color. Let's see what this do. You know what, Dustin? It's actually better, yeah. It's better. Because it cuts down on the Barry Weiss is too strong. It does. Wow, it actually worked. All right. <laughs> One point to Lion and Kugels. Wow, okay. Putting them together is actually a better tasting beer. Yeah, because it's, it's not as tart. It's not as overpoweringly like kind of sugary like the Barry Weiss was. But there's some flavor. 
which was lacking still? in the honey weiss. So yeah, and maybe I'm crazy here, but I feel like I taste a slightly more honey, and that's be- I think both of them because they have honey, because the berry weiss has honey in it too. Right. So I, I'm just I'm actually finally tasting because I didn't in either of them. No. When they're combined though, maybe it's just because it's got that more smooth sweetness to it. That could be because it's cut down. Like a perception of it, maybe, but still. It, I, yeah, it's thing. It might just be tricking my mind, but hey, I'm I, excited to try the next batch of the next mixing. combo. I know, yeah. So yeah, we'll probably be able to do the second half of this uh, 12 pack in our next episode. So all right, let's um, let's talk about some bears. Yeah, let's talk about. We we got kind of research that's uh that's really specific to the edge, kind of, but it works in a more broad sense. Um, so what do you want to cover first? We want to cover Kodiak bears. Yeah, let's talk about because the bear in the edge is a Kodiak bear, which I found I was surprised to see it was the second largest bear. It's bigger than a grizzly. Yeah, they're huge. They're huge because the largest bear is a polar bear. Okay, number two is Kodiak. Yeah, yeah, brown bears are bigger than most other bears, which I thought was strange because Kodiak's a, a variation of a brown bear. Right. Yeah. But well, aren't grizzlies technically under brown bear too? Probably, I believe they're under that, you know, umbrella. I there yet. I'll do some grizzly, maybe for the next. Okay, tell me, tell me about Cody bears. So what you got? we were talking about the size, right? Yeah. Which so a large male can stand over ten feet tall. Jeez. Yep. And can weigh up to fifteen hundred pounds. Good gravy. Yeah. So when they're just on their four hind or four legs, you know, five yeah. foot tall. Oh, so them just walking is nearly as so, tall as yeah me yeah yeah because well we're probably both i'm 5'10 5'10 really i feel like you're a little bit taller than me but i feel like i'm but i'm 5'11 you not let's stand up back to back no <laughs> but yeah so it's like a so a foot shorter than us yeah. is a bear's shoulder yeah on all that's terrifying Isn't well that like terrifying? Well, bear claws are fuck, like have you seen pictures where the a human hand is like yeah it's terrifying their claws are so huge so something I was very curious about is the lifespan of a Kodiak bear. Uh, it's an average of 20 to 25 years. Okay. Females live longer than the males do, typically. Yeah. Um, the oldest known male in the wilderness, and this could be a little bit older news, but it's 27. Okay. Last, and this is probably older news. Of a Kodiak bear? Yeah. Okay. But in the research I found. That's but in older news, though, kind of. Oh, God. What? I had some paper just stuck to my face. Holy shit. We got bear news. Excuse me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So this news that just hit me in the face. Wow, it's really recent, too. It's just from the end of January. But this is not a Kodiak bear. This is a grizzly bear. But a grizzly bear was found in Yellowstone recently, and it's 34 years old, and it's confirmed to be the Yellowstone region's oldest grizzly bear. Wow. Wildlife biologists say a 34-year-old grizzly bear captured in southwestern Wyoming has been confirmed as the oldest on record in the Yellowstone region. The grizzly bear 168, not a catchy name, but that's hey, the name. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it when because they have a picture too of that of its teeth and they look pretty oh. they look pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, and when I say gnarly, uh, listeners, uh, they they're fucked up. They're not fangs anymore. Because its teeth has mostly fallen out. Because this is pretty old for a grizzly bear. Yeah, this is a very elderly. So it had a few teeth left, and oh, and it only weighed 170 pounds. Oh my goodness! Which is just a fraction of bears. The grizzly bears usually weigh 450 pounds. 
as a five-year-old when he was captured back then. So he's he's so this this is he's really uh, he's at the end. Yeah, kind of he's kind of skin bones. It sounds like because 170 is light for a dude. Yeah, like that's uh, <laughs> we mentioned I'm five eleven. I weigh two hundred pounds. So yeah, I'm two something something. But they uh, yeah. So this is so when they live that long, it's not pretty. <laughs> I guess is what we're seeing. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're they're relocating it though because it is so old. Uh, they're moving it to like a safer region. Oh okay. Or no, never mind. Sorry, I read that wrong. It says uh, relocating it would have been the wrong thing to do. Wouldn't have been the right thing to do because oh. he's, he's he's avoided known conflict for decades. Well, but apparently, yeah, he's. I been, think uh, I think because he's so old, moving him would be uh, not good for him. Um, but the bear has been captured as a three-year-old in 1989, um, when the inside of his lip was tattooed with the number 168. Oh, so that's, okay. That's how they know it's him. And then uh, he was also captured in North Dubois in May 1996, and dropped its radio collar the next year. Oh, so they had a radio collar on it, but he slipped it. Crafty, really little fucker. crafty boy. DNA tests uh, indicate that the grizzly sired a three litter, a three cub litter, in 2005 or 2006, and there's good potential that he sired another litter in 2009 when he would have been 23. That little rascal. Uh, it's not 100%, but based on the genetic evidence we have, there's a likelihood that he bred as a 31-year-old male. So he's still getting some. Wow. That'd be just three years ago. He's still out there. He's got, he's got you know, having babies like David Letterman. He's doing, <laughs> he's <getting laughs> doing, doing it. He's doing it. So that I don't, that's just kind of crazy. That just happened and just blew right into my face. That is really bizarre. I'm going to hang on to that paper, though, for some kindling for the fire. That's a good call. Um, so what else do you have? That's now Again, that was grizzly bears. That's but grizzly also, bears. But also said, too, when he was five, so he was 450 pounds. I wonder how big grizzlies get. I'm, I'm going to look that up quick. You tell me some more facts. Go ahead. I got a... Uh, so Kodiaks are generally solitary animals. Yeah. They, they will get into packs when there is an abundant food source. Right. Because Kodiak bears are omnivores. Oh, are they? A lot of people probably don't think that because you think a bear eating Everyone a lot of meat. Everyone thinks predators. Right. No, no, they're, they're opportunistic feeders. Okay. In that they'll eat roots, berries, grasses, wildflowers, wild celery. You know, just they'll, they're foragers, really. Right. Okay. Honey? Do they like honey? Is that Does it say? I don't see What that. bears that... like honey? Do all bears like honey? I do wonder. We might have to look that up. We'll I, have to check that out. I wonder. That seems to be quite a... I'm sh- uh, it could be a big misconception. I'm almost. Yeah, thinking. it's a real poo bear thing too. Just no oh, smackerel of honey. I've got one more little bear thing. That oh bother! <laughs> that blew my mind. Hello, Pixley. Hey, poo. Can I, yeah. Can I tell you one thing about the Kodiak bear poo? I would love for you to tell me something about the Kodiak bears. <laughs> they can cover short distances at the speed of fifty-five. To 65 kilometers or 35 to 40 miles per hour. Jeez. I mean, I know they're fast. Like but they, they they get to trucking. Did it say like how how deadly are they? Like do they do they encounter people? Do they give a shit? Because from what I've heard too, and this is something we will have to look up in future episodes. But everyone talks about grizzly bears being so deadly. But it actually sounds like you're more likely to get attacked by a black bear than a grizzly bear because black bears tend to get into your shit more. Well, I did Google. Man eating bear because I was just curious. I knew it was bullshit, and right. it pretty much said, "Yeah, again, it's just situational." So, mama bear with her cubs, or if it you just happen to surprise it, or you know, messing mm-hmm. with the food. So, if you have food out again, that's another thing. So, again, okay. it's it's more of just a 
a chance thing. I didn't look up statistics yet, but I will. Okay. We got so we're teasing things we're gonna look up. We got yeah. starts here, and I found that grizzly bears uh, they can weigh up to thirteen hundred pounds oh, okay. as adults, but they run similar. They, 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 it looks like they're not that far off from Kodiak bears. Kodiak bears just a little bit bigger. No, I'm sure they're all pretty close cousins as far as the. I I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when it says the lifespan for grizzly bear is also set to be around like twenty five years yeah. old. So this one being thirty four, that's like that's a that's a long haul for yeah. grizzly. I like how they're like on the uh, Dark Ages lifespan. Yeah, a little bit. The Martian brown bear, but those are those are a little bit smaller. Oh, those are kind of like the big brown bears you see. Um, that like the kind of they're more dark colored. Okay, yep, not quite yep. grizzly, but they're they're a little bit smaller than. Uh, but those those tend to live like thirty five years old, but they're they're not quite as big. So they stand There like, must be some correlation between the size and the lifespan. Well, it usually is with most things. It's kind of like, we'll think about like with dogs. Like, little dogs will live like 15 years. Right. Great Danes live like eight at most. Once you're bigger, I think it's just because you have more mass to carry on. It puts more wear and tear on your joints. Right. You're less likely to make it. You know, that's that's a big part. That's why like big dogs get hip dysplasia. Little dogs don't as much. That's kind of like how it works. Like if if you're a big animal, just I think it just puts more strain on you. And especially if you're bigger and heavier, it's harder for you to catch prey as you get older. Right. And as we know, bears, since they hibernate, they need to pack on quite a few pounds. Mm. That's another thing too. One well, thing, if you're a big ass bear, you got to pack on even more. Oh, I can't before imagine. you hibernate. Well, and that's in the future. I want to look up more. I'm, I'm just curious how much weight they have to gain to sustain them throughout the hibernation, which is a very long period of time. It's a long period of time, and well, and that's what is um, fucking up a lot of bear species because as our climate changes, stuff like that, a lot of their prey disappears. They can't pack on as much while they hibernate, so a lot of them end up coming out of hibernation early. Okay, which like fucks up their whole thing. Well, I know it's a huge issue with polar bears. Well, polar bears, I mean, their whole habitat is disappearing. Yeah. Their whole their whole shit is getting ruined by us. Uh, but, well, and that's why, too, more and more in recent years, there's been more and more, like, polar bears going into human encampments because their prey is disappearing, so they have to just go look for food. So they've been, that's why more and more, like, northern villages and stuff have polar bears showing up, which usually polar bears don't really fuck with people's settlements at all. But now they kind of have to, especially all the ice is disappearing. Yeah. Because humanity rules. I believe we covered this in Sharktoberfest, how fucking great we are and how we ruin everything. I think we covered it. I think we well. covered it. We covered it. It won't be the last time. Um, what else you got there? What else you got about Kodiaks? That was like the main points that I really enjoyed. Okay. Um, I, I put in their hibernation. It's late October um, to... Um, Gotta say, genuinely enjoy the, the combination beer. Yes. Better than the, either of them separately. Yes, at 100%. This is actually going down real easy. I'm yeah. enjoying it. Late October, they start begin the hibernation phase. Uh, males begin emerging in early April. Females, usually late June, because they have the cubs. Ah, that's true, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, because some bears like, have the baby while they're hibernating, and yeah. I don't understand how that works. I don't either. Just having a baby while you're sleeping. That sounds insane. Yeah, we'll have to observe some, some bears on our travels let's go look for some yeah yeah well speaking of kodiak bears let me talk about bart the bear the very bear that played the bear we need to talk about the star in the edge the bear of bears he gets the first credit at the end of the movie a big ass credit says bart the bear he overshadowed tony hopkins he did 
Yeah, so Bart the Bear uh, had a pretty good career. And especially uh, in the 90s, was he was like he was literally the go-to bear. If you needed a bear for something, you got Bart the Bear for it. Um, his first movie he did uh, was, I can't remember what year this movie was. Hang on, let me look. Um, was the 1988 French film called The Bear. And it's a movie about two bears bonding and stuff like that. And it's a narrative movie, but they shot it with real bears. And they, like, there's hardly any human dialogue in it. Yeah, Megan talked about she watched it with her grandma when she was young, and she really liked it. It was a very well received movie, um, and it says it said too they they tried to get Bart the Bear nominated for an Oscar or something because it says on his Wikipedia it's confusing, and I couldn't quite find out what the deal was around it. But it's it, like it, okay, so it says here at the at the end of one of the paragraphs it says. Um, the bear was a hit in both Europe and United States, uh, grossing over 31 million in the U.S. and over 100 million worldwide, Ooh. and reportedly resulting in an Oscar nomination for Bart, which was unable to go forward because animal actors are precluded from receiving os- Oscars. And then it has citations. And I looked at all of them, and none of them mentioned him actually getting a nomination for an Oscar. So I'm not sure what where that came from. He did, though, however, uh, present uh, Mike Myers with an envelope for. Uh, an award at the Oscars and the 70th Oscars in 1998. And he, I watched the video you can find on YouTube. He's on stage and he's like holding a big envelope and his trainer's there too. I know he's a very well-trained bear, but that could have went so went, horribly wrong. Especially with all those people there. Cause like movie sets, at least when they, especially when they do like a big animal like that, they close down the set a little bit. There's less distractions. It's kind of more, you know, the trainer gets to run the show a little bit. Uh, but when you're in the fucking theater like that and there's, you know, thousands of people there. <laughs> what if this bear just goes on a rampage and just kills Mike just Myers, slashes Jack Nicholson's yeah. throat because he's there in the front with his he's sunglasses in on. He's in the front, so he kills Jack Nicholson right there. And this is 1998, so he kills Jack Nicholson. He kills Mike Myers. We don't get Austin Powers. We don't get as good as it gets. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Or that might have been maybe right before, but we don't get the bucket list. That's for sure. Yeah. Huh? About Schmidt. Say goodbye to that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I thought the same thing. And they have like they have a little, little barrier around him. I think it looked like he maybe had a chain like behind him to that, so maybe he was there. But yeah, uh, Bart was. Um, let's see, he was born in. Uh, he was born at the Baltimore Zoo, I believe. Let me find it exactly. Let's well, I'm in. I'm in the. I'm in the career section, not the early life section. But yeah, he was born in, in the Baltimore Zoo in 1977. Okay. Uh, and he started working. His first job was on the Life and Times of Grizzly Adams. He played Ben, the little bear cub, who was like one of Grizzly Adams' like main animal friends. Animal friends, only friends. But so really. he started working there, and then he made his film debut in the movie The Wind Walker. Um, and then he's like, think of any like early, you know, in the eighties and nineties, a movie that had a bear in it. It was probably it's, Bart. It's Bart. Yeah. He was Jody, the bald bear in the Great Outdoors. Yep, that was Bart. Um, he was, hold on, I can bring up his full filmography here. This fucking bear has a, a longer filmography than I'll ever have. Uh, <laughs> but he was in The Great Outdoors. He was in Benji the Hunted, which is the one where Benji faces off with a bear. That's Bart. Um, he was in White Fang. Yep. Playing the role of bear. The, the bear. <laughs> Uh, and then a couple of a giant, the giant of Thunder Mountain. He was the bear in Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Oh, fuck yeah. That's a Bart. 
uh, On Deadly Ground, Legends of the Fall was another big one he was in. Ooh. He's the Baron Legends of the I Fall. L- I loved his performance in that one. It also says he was in 12 Monkeys, which I don't specifically remember, but I know they let animals out of a zoo. Yeah, I do remember that. So they're, I don't I don't remember that one as well. And you could feel the chemistry between him and Brad Pitt. On both. Absolutely. Yeah, you could tell those two were they've, You can tight. tell they've worked together before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe Brad got... Got Bart the the part in Twelve Monkeys because they had such a good time as legends. Listen you know? here, yeah, I got this bear. I need him. Yeah, but he so he had a um, he had a good career of like because when we were talking about February, I didn't realize when I was thinking of bear movies how many of them were Bart because even we start I knew of Bart the bear. I've ever seen like a I want to say it was like a twenty twenty thing on him or something like that because it was him and his owner and they showed just how they work together how he works with a bear. Um, because a fun fact, it, I think probably a lot of people realize this, but when you see any time an animal roars in a movie, they're not roaring. They just make a face, and then they add that sound in post. Right. And it's really fun, because uh, they showed it in one of the bear training ones, and they showed the bear, and all they do is they go, they go, oh, do the, oh, go, 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 ah, go, ah. And like it's it's adorable, and you hear the trainer off the side do that, and then they just they open their mouth and do the fake roar, but it's in like, dude, oh, oh yeah, oh you're so big, like it's <laughs> so it's immediately not scary anymore. It's, not, it's, it's so, the cutest it, thing you've ever so seen. It's so cute because they know to just open their mouth and just go, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, do the mouth, ah, yeah, oh you're so big, like <laughs> it's because they want to encourage them too, because they're they're at that point they're kind of like this is very reductive, but they're just giant dogs at that point too when they have them trained, right? So you gotta just like keep them happy and like. Let them know positive like, reinforcement. I'm, yeah, I'm having fun with you. We're doing a movie, right? Yay! Yeah. You know, um, and I remember seeing. It's actually funny because I remember seeing one of the things. It might have not even been about Bart the Bear. It might have been Bart the Bear too. There's a second one. He's not actually related to Bart, but the same owners end up getting another bear and named Bart the Bear too. I've II. heard good things about these trainers too. I think they do really take they, care of the. No, animal. they do a really good job. Uh, they are uh, the guy Doug. What's his name? Doug Swiss or something like that. He's like the main one, but like yeah, they're they're kind of like the go-to for bear trainers. Uh, the only dust-up Bart seems to have ever had was on the set of the bear. He hurt the director, and it's because the director entered his cage to get a picture with him when everyone advised him not to. So fuck that guy. I mean, yeah. So it's like, well, you done got yourself bared. That's your fault. Right. <laughs> like everyone said, like, hey, don't do that. He doesn't like it. He's a bear. Well, I remember watching though a video of uh, of one of the bear trainers. I think it, it might have been Bart the Bear too, because they've adopted another bear after. Well, here, let me finish the story. Uh, Bart the Bear then um, he he actually got involved with uh, several charity works too. He is the spokes was the spokes bear for the Vital Ground Foundation, which procures a threatened wildlife habitat along the Rocky Mountains and Kodiak Island in Alaska and the, in the Gobi Desert. Um, and then he also, uh, Bart then in the late 90s going into 2000, uh, got diagnosed with cancer. He had tumors in his yeah, paws. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. And uh, But he then became the spokesbear for the Animal Cancer Center of Colorado State University. <laughs> Actor, philanthropist. Exactly. What can't this bear do? Well, and, and so he got his first cancer diagnosis in 1998, and he underwent surgery to get tumors removed. Uh, but later he had more, he got more of it later, uh, lost his strength and his appetite, which that's kind of a death sentence for an animal. Um, he was euthanized in May 10th, 2000 at the age of 23. Um, so like we said, like they're, he was reaching the end. Yeah. I mean, he was reaching the end. Like we said, they made it to like, what, like 26 is yeah. what we said for Kodiaks. So, you know, he, he had lived his full life. Uh, he's, he's buried on the trainer's ranch. Um, he was filming uh, a documentary called Growing Up Grizzly 
which was also featured Bart the Bear too. I think that's the thing we were talking. We said we saw a documentary that's yeah. Bart the Bear. I think that's the one we were talking about. We'll have to check about. into that. Yeah. Um, and that that documentary was narrated by his great friend Brad Pitt. Who, Are you serious? It actually was narrated by Brad Pitt. That Brad is Grizzly. so good. <laughs> um, Told you they had chemistry. I think they were buds. I don't know. Uh, but, I, but I remember seeing some of the documentary footage of like the grizzly bear trainer. And what they do is they play with them and they like wrestle with them too. Because yeah. bears, bears like to wrestle. And they show because you know, it's a big ass bear. So it gets on top of them. And anytime they get a little rough, the guy just goes easy, easy. And that makes the bear like calm down and be like, oh, I'll kill you. <laughs> a weird thing. After seeing that, that's something I did with my dog. So anytime we play and she'd start like biting my hand or whatever because she likes to play like that. And she has learned when I say easy, it means back off a little bit. And I kind of trained her to do that off of seeing this bear training video. Yes. <laughs> so Maddie has been reinforced with some Kodiak bear training. <laughs> Because I specifically took it from that. Because I remember he would just he would just go easy, and he said in the video too. He's like he's like I say easy. He's like because it's not I'm not I'm I say it calmly. I'm never alarmed. I just tap him a little bit. I go easy. Just lets him know to like let up a little bit because I'm smaller than him, and he just he calms down a little bit, and that's all it is. And from that, I just like I started doing that because she would start getting bitey, like kind of play with my hands. I go easy, and then she bites, and she's still to this day. She's ten years old. She still she starts she lets up, and she doesn't play as hard. I, I trained my dog like a bear. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, but that's kind of the story of Bart the Bear. And then Bart the Bear 2, um, like I said, he's not related to Bart. He's just another bear they adopted. I, I think they almost called him Bart the Bear 2 to, like, I think for branding, to, like, oh, I'm sure. their business going, which right. I don't blame. Whatever. It's a bear. Um, but uh, he used to be called Little Bart, but now he's Bart the Bear 2. Um, and he is now, basically now in the last... I'd say ten years. He's the bear, right? If you've seen a bear in something, it's Bart the Bear too. He's he's been a lot of stuff, and in fact, we have a movie coming up that features Bart the Bear too that yes. we're going to be watching. Um, so the 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 Bart Bears it are the 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 dynasty a heavy component of, in our of bear actors. <laughs> have you ever seen? I haven't seen the full movie, but there's clips of it. But there's. I forget what it's called. It's like the Bear Rider or something. But there's a movie about a guy who rides a bear around. No. It was like, it was like shot in the 70s. Fuck, we have to watch this one. I know we already planned out our movies, but shit. Uh, I'll have to find it. You can find it on YouTube, I think. But it's, it was a real movie. It, it was shot in like a nature preserve. These people had all these access to all these animals. And like it, it very clearly doesn't always go right. <laughs> With the animals, there was a famous, there was a YouTube video that went like quasi-viral of like a guy riding a bear, and it was like I, I, there was like a, a dopey song with it or whatever. But it's like they just had all these animals, so just like I don't know. I guess we'll make a movie because we have a nature preserve, and it'll go fine. It's like the same thing in that movie Roar, where like Tippi Hedren and her family made this movie because they had that lion sanctuary. And yeah, just, and everyone got attacked. Everyone got mauled by yes. lions. Yes, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it was real bad. Like. The, that one got a resurgence because that just recently got like released on Blu-ray and shit. Yeah, they just did a, a release. Well, because of, of Tiger King. Pro- yeah, you're probably that right. kind of. Well, it was already around as like one of those like, can you believe this movie yeah. got made? You know, but I think and, that's where I saw it from because Tiger King was getting all popular. Then somehow, I think that brought it back. I think it was already like being released on home video, sure. and stuff like that. But, um, well, anyway, I think that's everything, right? We covered what I we got to so. cover, you know. Um, so I guess. I don't know. I guess we're gonna try to get some sleep and then press on. And yeah, we got. I don't know. Oh shit! What was that? What? What? Shit! Did you hear that? 
Oh, 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 friggin' heck, there's a goddamn bear over there. Do you see the goddamn bear? Uh, let's run, let's go, run. Go, okay, go. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. We'll be back with another episode next week. I'm, I'm Logan Nielsen for my co-host, Dustin Pixley. Uh, bye, 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 bye.